Hello guys, it is Audrey Freeman here with another episode of Sportive AF. Now I am so thrilled to be back. I'm sorry for the minor pause, but life has been a little busy and I haven't had the time, but I'm so, so happy to be back. And I'm even more excited to share with you this episode with the brilliant and beautiful Hannah O'Neill. This episode was such a pleasure to record. She is so beautiful inside out and some of the advice she says was just incredible. So I really think you guys will enjoy this episode. She is the principal dancer of Paris Opera Ballet. Of course, I'm sure you guys know, but if you don't, it is a big deal and it is incredible. So if you haven't seen her dance, watch some of her videos. She's extraordinary and yeah I really hope you guys enjoy this episode so without further ado let's get into it don't forget to follow the Instagram account of Sportive AF and also Hannah O'Neill thank you guys and enjoy Alrighty, well, let's get into this. Hannah, thank you so, so much for joining me today. I'm so lucky to have you and so excited to chat with you. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, thank you. So how's your week been so far? It's Wednesday. What's been what's been happening? Uh, yep, it's Wednesday, so middle of the week. Yeah. Um, but I've already done three orchestra rehearsals for Midsummer Night's Dream. Oh, um, I sort of had the day off today, but um, so I took the time to practice with my partner for galas that I have um, this summer coming up in August. So yeah, and tomorrow I have the general of um, Le Songe de Nuit d'été, Midsummer Night's Dream by Balanchine. So it's kind of like the be- a beginning of a new week tomorrow um, until Saturday, I guess. And, oh, yeah. right. All right. <laughs> <laughs> well, I hope you found some downtime today then. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I'm so happy to have you on. I kind of just want to start by you explaining, you know, your how you got into ballet, because I think everyone gets into ballet so differently and um yeah you've you you've been traveling a lot since you were young so yeah well I guess uh, my story is not actually that original um <laughs> I started ballet when I was three um well I don't know if we can call that call it ballet but yeah, it's, yeah. You know, play baby stuff Creative <laughs> exactly um simply because um well my mom actually she started ballet as an adult because she was just she was she's a lover of ballet and yeah she lived in England for a little bit and that's where she started and um she always sort of I guess had a secret passion for ballet and um she saw me I don't know jumping around dancing around the house and thought oh maybe she'd like to you know learn a bit of dancing and uh so yeah that's how I started really and then from then on I kind of just didn't really stop um I did a lot of other activities as well growing up um I played a lot of sport um tennis swimming skiing athletics all of that um but then I guess I didn't have time to do all of it and (laughs) it just kind of came to the came to the end where I kept taking off all of it cancelling out all the other activities and so that I could fit in more ballet I guess yes um so yeah, that's pretty much how I started ballet yeah and, and then was there anything in particular like at that age that you kind of resonated with it more than those other sports and everything 
I guess I just, I really, really loved dancing. I think I just had a, a connection to, to dance. Um, I loved the way it made me feel emotionally, I guess, um, physically as well. I had a real um, attraction to the physicality of dance as well. Um, I come from a very sporty family, so my dad was a rugby player and I guess that was kind of my sport um, that I fell in love with but also had, you know, the artistic side to it as well. Um, but yeah, no, it was, it was kind of a mix of everything. I mean, I had really great, I have still, I'm um, still friends with them. I, we had a really good group of friends growing up together, um, at ballet. And, you know, I remember all those Saturdays that we used to spend hours at the dance studio, but, you know, I guess more than the ballet, I sort of remember all the picnics and, and the games we used to play out in the garden. Yeah. Um, but Yeah. Yeah, and so you were, how old were you when you moved to Australia for the Australian Ballet School? Because you were training in New Zealand. Yeah, so I started ballet uh, in Tokyo where I was born and I lived there until I was eight. Um, And then my family moved to New Zealand. Um, So I continued my ballet and I did principally yeah RAD ballet yeah yeah and then um and then I won a scholarship to the Australian Ballet School um in at the Youth America Grand Prix in 2007 I think it was right yeah and I joined the Australian Ballet School as a full-time student the year after in 2008. Okay how was that transition for you at that age? Um, it kind of was, it was, it was quite natural, actually. I didn't yeah. really think about it as a huge step forward. Yes. Um, obviously, you know, stepping stones, but, yeah. um, no, I was just so excited and I couldn't, you know, I guess I was doing what I loved all day long. Yes. Obviously we, you know, we had the academic side too, but yeah, it was kind of like the beginning of a new, of a new era, I guess. Yeah, Definitely. So can you tell me how that went from Oz Ballet to then coming to Paris, doing the audition process? Because the audition process isn't kind of normal. It's kind of like a competition sort of thing. Yeah. Okay. I think it's, it's, it's a system that we don't really understand until years later. <laughs> <laughs> As a foreigner, you're kind of like, oh, okay, so that's how it works. Yeah. <laughs> But um, so, yeah, I was at the Australian Ballet School at the time and um, I was going into my last year at um, school. So I was in level eight. And at the beginning of the year, um, I kind of, you know, saw my future sort of kind of guided into the Australian Ballet, you know, down the end of the corridor. And it's kind of, I guess, what I thought I would go into um it was kind of the logical thing and I'm um, obviously it's it's a great company and I was really excited about that pathway as well but at the same time I always had this dream of wanting to dance in Europe and especially the Paris Opera yeah and even though it sounded so surreal I guess (laughs) I, I never ever thought that I would actually make it here um I thought well if I'm gonna I didn't want to regret not trying years later. Yes. So, you know, what's the worst that can happen? You're not accepted and that's pretty much it. So, um, 
So I told my director, Miss um, Rowe, that I wanted to audition. And I think she sort of saw the itch as well. So yeah. she um, encouraged me. Um, she helped me uh, prepare my variation for the audition, which is called the concours. So uh -huh. the literal translation is competition. Oh, right. But um, yeah, it's, it's, it's an audition, basically. Right. Um, so... I went to Paris and I presented myself. Um, it's pretty much a cattle call situation. So you go in, you do a bar, you come out. Um, they select people for the next round, which is the center. Wow. And then there's another round after that. Um, so if you get all the way to the end, that's when you get to, get to perform your vari uh, the set variation that they chose. Right. Um, yeah. Sense, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. But for me, I guess even just being in the building that first yeah. moment, I was like, oh, my gosh, I can't believe I'm here. Like it's it's that mythical, oh, I don't know, hallways, so all those videos and photos I had seen, yeah. I was in it and I was like, whoa. So even just that, I was really, you know, yeah. I was over the moon actually. Yeah. Um, so originally when I passed the audition, um, the results came out, they just like, put it on the put it on a piece of paper and it stuck up on the on the window outside and I, I saw my name so I was fourth place oh wow and um so they only gave a contract to the first I think it was the I can't remember my year maybe the first two girls and the two guys or something right um but you know I was like a little bit disappointed but at the same time I came forth so I was like okay yeah. well that's you know that's not bad <laughs> um so got back on my flight because I you know I came out of school just for a couple of days to pass the audition so right. yeah and this and then I was in I think I was in transit in Singapore or something and I had these missed calls and I knew it was from Paris because I don't know how I remembered that but yeah I guess yeah um and I was like oh this is strange <laughs> and then I happened to actually answer it at one point Lucky. and um it was it was the administrator um, at the opera who, well, actually it was Laurent Hilaire at the time, I guess oh. he could speak English. Yeah. <laughs> um, he was the ballet master there. Um, he asked me if I would want to come on a, on a seasonal contract um, for, I think it was like the first eight months or six months or something of the right. season. So I was like, yes, <gasps> please. <laughs> You're so, like, definitely. Um, yeah, it all went into place pretty fast because that was, you know, in July and I moved in September. So right. I graduated early and all of that. Um, but then arriving here, so this is where, you know, things I guess you kind of start to understand, but it's all the French system. So there are yeah. what we call the CDI and the CDD contracts. The CD, CDI contract is like a, a permanent contract. Right. So that's what most of us have now. And then a CDD is like a, it's a, you know, short term, I guess. Right. Contract that you right. Um, so, you know, depend, depending on what productions you're doing and how many people they're missing that season, um, they give out these CDD contracts, um, I guess, in the in number of order of the, the list that um, went up. Right. So I was really lucky. And so in my first year, um, 
I stayed a whole year. I mean, my first original contract was only up until like April or something, uh-huh. but they just kept making it longer. You know, oh, right. I did all of the ballets till the end. So I did the audition again because you have to audition every time. Okay. Until you get a permanent spot. That, yeah. I mean, na- nowadays uh, there's no limit, but there used to be an age limit. So I think it was 25. Now there's no limit. So you can oh, keep auditioning keep whatever it. age you are which is really good. But um, yes. so yeah, I did that. And then the second time I was placed second, but only the first, the girl that got first, she was engaged into the company. And oh. I think it was the boy that um, oh, so that year they got engaged. So I did a whole nother year. Oh my God. But this time I had like a one year contract. So okay. it was a little bit easier, but you know, it was good. Um, I guess it gave me time also to fit in with the company a bit more or learn a yes. lot. Um, and then my third time round, I finally got my um, full-time contract. Wow. So, yeah. And then uh, I guess it just kind of all started from there. So once you're a permanent dancer in the Paris Opera, um, then from, uh, from there you can, uh, we also have a concours de promotion. Mm-hmm. So it's for, if you want to get promoted, you have to pass this, I guess concours again, right? Um, which is a little bit different from the one, um, from the one uh, the audition because uh, so you have to do two variations, one set variation, one of your choice. Um, it's you can choose any variation you want, which is in the repertoire of the Paris Opera, right? Um, and uh, yeah, you have about well, they give us about a month, I guess, to prepare it. Um, so because I had already been a CDD before I could pass the audition straight away so I only actually stayed like three months I guess because I moved up straight away right Um, and then yeah actually I was really lucky and I moved up every year so I didn't stay quarter ballet for very long yeah but um yeah I guess you know, I've had three directors already. Yes. Um, I've seen people come and go. Um, I'm, I guess I'm getting to that age where I'm not old, but I'm not young. <laughs> um, so, yeah, no, it's, it's, it's really interesting, I guess. And how did you find going through so fast? Like, obviously, that's incredible. Like, that's the goal. But how did you find it? How did, was it adjusting to the people? Uh, obviously you were foreign um did you find any of this a bit difficult or challenging um definitely I guess not speaking the language for my first Mm. couple of years was really difficult um I'm someone that likes to chit chat um I like to be you know in company of people yeah um so that was a little bit difficult but Mm. at the same time I had I made friends really quickly they were they were really nice Mm. um they've become you know my really good friends now yes um so yeah now that I think about it it seems like it was only you know I guess a year of misery but (laughs) when I was in that stage of you know difficulty it was a little bit it was definitely hard I missed my family a lot um my friends as well yeah but yeah no I guess you get used to things really quickly as well so yes yeah for sure and it's quite like I don't know when you joined was Paris Opera quite international or was it more no not really 
I mean, there were a few international people, but really like not very many at all. It was really like if you didn't speak French, it was a real. It was. It was. was, Yeah, it was. It was a disadvantage. But now, um, I guess there are quite a lot of quite a lot more foreigners. Um, Mm. We're working a lot with you know choreographers from outside so you know I guess yeah I mean you know generations have evolved as well so yes which is is used a lot more um yeah it's I mean it's evolving in a good in a good way I guess definitely yes yeah yeah now through that time I'm just going to go back a bit but was there anything or any moment that you felt like really was like struggling like you were like this is difficult I don't know if this is for me like because so many people have those sort of thoughts and um I think some people don't come back from them and uh if you had advice for for that yeah well I definitely I mean I would consider myself quite lucky I guess Mm. but everybody has their difficulties and ups and downs Mm. um mine was definitely when I uh I think it was probably maybe from my second year as a premier danseuse. Right. So I was still really young. Um, we had just changed directors. Oh, okay. um, so it was just after when Benjamin left because um, he really, you know, we were really, I was part of the group that he really pushed when he was here, but he wasn't yeah. here for very long. So I guess it would kind of went from a high to a dry to a sort of a, we'll say a plateau I guess right um yeah and it was a time where I I never really doubted my love and passion for dance Mm -hmm. um that was something that didn't really it's something that I've always had and I know I will always have well will have for now anyway who knows what will happen in the future (laughs) but um it wasn't really that but I was a bit lost I guess in my dancing and um just I guess see what kind of a dancer I wanted to become um, Mm. artistically and I guess I was yeah I was asking myself a lot of questions but maybe questions that weren't so helpful in developing myself as an artist Um, Mm. it was I think I was asking myself questions too much about others and not concentrating on myself Um, and then so you know I mean I've always i always you know dance a lot and during my seasons here but um there was one year so I was in oh I don't even kind of remember 2019 maybe or 18 and was this after Benjamin left this was after Benjamin Uh yes okay so um I was in Tokyo Uh, no actually I was in Kyoto and I was dancing uh there for a gala in the summer and um so one day I woke up and my arm was completely blue and was about the size of my thigh. Um, but the stubborn self I am, I kept pushing through. I was like, it's okay. I only have one show to go. It's fine. It's fine. I could hardly put my arm through my tutu. It was so oh swollen. Goodness. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so I got through my show. But then after the show, I got back to Tokyo and I told my mum I was like okay I think I really need to go see a doctor because it's not getting better and it's yeah that does strange. not sound good no <laughs> so luckily um uh I, I so I went to the I went to the doctor and I went to the hospital and I found out that I had 
um, formed two blood clots, one along my collarbone and one along my neck. So it oh, was stopping, the, I guess, circulation through to my arm. Um, so I went on a drip so that I could go back. So I decided that I would get it fixed, I guess, yes. when I was in Paris, back in Paris. So um, it was quite dramatic, but I guess I didn't really realize until I got back to Paris. The season had started, but I was still on medication, so I wasn't allowed to start dancing. Right. And because, you know, I guess some people don't really understand that we're not, we have to use our bodies to be able to work. So we can't yeah. wait one month to have one, you know, scan or one exam done. Yeah. Um, so it was really, really tedious. But anyway, yeah. I, I got the message through saying that I needed to get this done. Yep. Um, so pretty much it wasn't anything. It, was, it wasn't to do with my health, but it, I had a mechanical problem, I guess. I have, I have a... Um, syndrome where I have an extra rib oh. um yeah and so on the left side mm. it was uh I guess it was deformed it was a little bit deformed wow. so um I had my arteries and my veins were really really damaged um because pretty much every time I lift my arm up or put it behind me it was like the two it was the the two bones were clacking Oh my goodness! Onto them, yeah, it was quite. I, yeah, it was. A, it was a bit dramatic. Yeah, quite dramatic, I must say. Yeah, <laughs> but anyway, so I got the I got the rib taken out, and so I didn't dance for about six months. Uh -huh. Um, and I came back really fast, actually. But um, I guess that was a real turning point for me as well because I had a lot of time to think. Yes. Um, a lot of time to. Yeah, just go through in my head what, how I wanted my um, dancing to evolve, or the part, mm. the the direction that I wanted it to take, um, the things I wanted to do that I didn't want to do. Yeah. So, um, I guess you know. Also, I have a really amazing coach um, that I work with, and she has helped me through so much. Um, but yeah, advice, I guess, is just to always have the good people around you that you trust. Mm. That would that would be one advice, I guess, uh, I would give to everybody quite yeah. simply. But yeah. No, that's so important. I think definitely having that like down to earth people that will just tell you yeah. like, honest, honest truths and stuff. Exactly. It's already hard enough, um, you know, this ballet world, I guess. Um so just kind of accepting the fact that you can't do everything on your yes. own. Yes. And, you know, the help that you can get, take it all in. Yes, literally, yes. So yeah. True, so true. And family was so lucky to have uh, Definitely, yeah. Um, so, okay, so after that, obviously where you're at now, how, how do you feel? Are, are you obviously constantly striving for more from who you are you're always <laughs> wanting more what what do what are you looking forward to now at this moment um I guess um actually during COVID not during COVID after COVID uh -huh. um I pretty much went from zero and I redid everything I went back to two hands on the bar, 
exactly I everything every step and I went through everything with my coach and I redid everything and it was probably one of the best things that, that could have happened really um, yeah. yeah 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 um so I worked really closely with her a lot um and I guess now I have a, a real passion for for classwork yes um I guess which is the base of everything that we do after that mm -hmm. and um I guess it's my goal for, for the time being is to you know feel free freer and freer on stage um that's a, that's a real you know feeling that I strive for yes um and yeah just you know getting to perform new roles, um, mm. working with new choreographers. And, you know, I'm always up for a challenge. So yeah. obviously being put, in, put out of my comfort zone as well. So, yeah. Yes. Now when Taking you, everything with open arms. <laughs> yes. Yeah. That's such an important thing. I think even what you just said, like getting out of your comfort zone. Sometimes mm -hmm. what it is hard getting out of your comfort zone, but uh how do you approach that? Like, is there anything you like tell yourself to, I guess, feel more comfortable into getting out of your comfort zone? Yeah. Um, well, I guess, you know, just not, we're all going to be afraid at some stage and knowing that there's always going to be people that are better than you. Mm. So there's no point in, you know, telling yourself, oh, but so-and-so is going to be better. So-and-so is going to be you know, you just, I guess, got to be vulnerable and yes. work with it and accept the fact that, you know, just try and learn the best you can. And I guess, you know, every moment, good or bad, is going to be an experience. Yes. That you can, you know, add to your list. So, and that's always, that's always a great thing. So, yes. Yeah. No, that's great advice. I, I love that. <laughs> Now, when you perform, do you have any like pre-show rituals or things you do every time before a show? Um, I don't really like to be so superstitious. Mm. So I try and sort of mix it up. Right. Um, well, I try and tell myself that if I don't do something in the same order every time, it doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah. um, but I guess one thing I do do is um, I always... I always like to be really, really concentrated before a show. Mm. Um, so literally like two minutes before I'll go on, I always either find a, you know, in the wing somewhere really quiet or go behind the stage and sort of put myself in a zone and yeah, kind of start the atmosphere before going on stage. Yeah. But yeah, apart from that, I'm, you know, I'm pretty, I'm pretty easygoing. Yeah. And this is such a simple question, but do you still get nervous? Oh sure. yeah, really? I surely, yeah, I surely get do. I do get nervous, but actually, it's funny because I told my coach um, one day I was like, "Oh, it's so annoying that you know, every time I feel really good and prepared to go on stage when I'm in the studio, I'm like, okay, this is You're ready. it's going to be fine this time." And then I get on stage and I get so nervous, and then la di da di da. <laughs> and she told me, and she was like, "You know, Hannah." Stress is, on, uh, is only for children. You have to be an adult and take care of it. I was like, oh, okay. 
like well how so I guess yeah so I guess just simply like I have no yeah. what's the word I don't have no advice nothing yeah but I just tell myself that you know don't be ner- like you're fine don't. don't be nervous just be an adult and check it out <laughs> pretty much <laughs> so good it's so good and like yeah. you do all the work in the studios the hours it's like by the time you go on stage it's all muscle memory yeah hopefully <laughs> <laughs> um so do you find the ballet community I guess I guess in general more supportive or competitive um I think we're pretty supportive Mm. um I guess it's a word that you know not I don't like to really to use to say you know we're a big family whatsoever but then recently I have been thinking and it is true that we spend so much time together Mm. doing the same thing every day um so we do you know obviously I don't know all of my colleagues really really well but Mm. I know a good bunch of them well yes and so, you know, there is sort of that family community, I guess. And especially at the Paris Opera, um, majority of the dancers are from the school. So they've all known each other since they were, you know, nine, ten years old. Yeah. So there is definitely sort of that family feel. And I think we have a I think we have a pretty good bunch of dancers here that are, you know, supportive and want the best for each other. Yes. But, you know, there will always be the competitiveness um, that's probably not so nice, but, you know, you can't really. Yeah, I agree. I think generally it's a really quite supportive. Yeah. As as far as, like, I find in in every industry there's some sort of, you know. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, so I have a few more questions to end and mm-hmm. that is, do you practice anything spiritually, uh, outside of ballet? No, I don't actually. No, no, I've never really been. It's not that I'm not interested or don't, no, believe yeah. in it, but I just haven't really had the opportunity or yeah. no, haven't taken the opportunity more so. Um, but I would definitely like to try <laughs> if you have any suggestions. Oh, my gosh, no. I just thought you, you like your presence on stage is so connecting. I just thought <laughs> you would have something or have more behind it. But, no, that's really interesting. Yeah, um, no, don't, yeah, don't have a – I don't do spiritual practice. <laughs> well, it's their own. <laughs> <laughs> and um, do you have a favourite – partner to dance with at Paris Opera oh la la I (laughs) I don't want to get any I don't want to get any but you can name a couple Um, I mean (laughs) I've I've enjoyed pretty much dancing with all of the partners that I've danced with Um, I guess yeah actually I'm I don't really know why but maybe you know with all the most of the roles that I've done I actually dance by myself quite a lot Right. So, um, yeah, but I, I, you know, I mean, all of them, really, all of the dance that I've danced with. But, I mean, I love dancing with Mathieu, Yanyul. Yes. Um, of course, Mathias Heyman. He was the first Etoile that I danced with when I was a young sujet. Um, 
we have a really, really nice connection. So it's always really fun with him. Um, with Hugo Marchand, I've danced a lot with Hugo in galas mm-hmm. and not so much at the opera, but um, but yeah, I, I mean, he's a beautiful dancer as well. Yes. Germain, he's yeah. one of my really good friends. Um, we've danced start a little bit together and, you know, every time that I dance with him, it's been really wonderful yes and then I guess most recently for the past like two seasons I guess I danced a lot with um Florian Magnonet mm. and uh he is actually retiring now but he's a he's a really great partner and um I pretty much don't have to do anything so <laughs> to be able to not worry about one single lift turn or balance it's yeah it's pretty, it's pretty pretty exceptional yeah um but yeah no we shared quite a few few special moments on stage so yeah no I really I've enjoyed yeah all of my partners really oh that's beautiful well to round up the episode I always ask one question which is what makes you feel most confident in your skin um being honest and Mm. um being honest to yourself to others um also you know I mean I I love that I love the quality of I guess like the vulnerable side of humans I think that Mm. you know that's really beautiful um so yeah just acceptance I guess in general yes yeah Yeah. oh well Hannah thank you so so much I have had the best time I've also learned such incredible advice from you so thank you I hope I yeah well I hope so (laughs) definitely definitely I've loved it so so much and I'm sure everyone listening has loved it so much as well so thank you a million times thank you and thank uh, you so much I hope to see you in Paris next time I'm there definitely anytime Okay, guys, that is a wrap for today's episode. I hope you enjoyed and thank you.